0: Good morning. Good morning. I hope everyone's enjoying uh, <coughs> this wonderful winter day we have, with uh, the roads being just perfect to drive on and everything. And I appreciate the uh, the uh, safe driving in our parking lot, our well lit parking lot. Has anyone been by at night to see how this parking lot is lit up at night? Now, it is it is just amazing. I drove by Friday night and was just really impressed with uh, the new lighting system. That has nothing to do with announcements, so I will now move on to announcements. Sidna has a, uh, our opening announcement.
1: On February 10th, gosh, sorry. On February 10th, um, in the evening, I am offering a class on, I am a life coach And this class is going to be about the sweet community that we can uh, continue to have and that we can build on. And I have a lot of different steps that our individual lives might want to change or might want to improve on to make it so that we can all find peace with where we're at. And um, would welcome each one of you to join me in this class. In the I'm sorry. In the bulletin, most of the bulletins have this little flyer. So if you don't have one, grab one from Sharon or from me, and uh, that way you'll have the information.
0: We have an all youth ice skating next Sunday, February 3rd uh, after church. Bring your lunch. Uh, skates, if you have them, I guess. The skate is going to be at Park Place in Leawood. Uh, Pickup will be at 2 o'clock at the rink. Just a little bit of uh, good news uh, to announce, Anthony Ferguson, Anthony pay attention, Anthony, this is about you, I want you to pay attention to this announcement, okay. Anthony is ranked fourth in the state in 4A, 160-pound wrestling weight class. We are all very proud of you, Anthony. Uh, yeah. Okay, just a, yeah, just a proud dad. Okay, Whatever. okay. Um, I can still beat him. <laughs> is the weight is, the weight? is the there a weight advantage? Okay, okay. Um, Center of Hope has a number of needs that I'd like to to point out for you. This is a, um, a particularly uh, important time. Uh, uh, of needs that they have. They need pots and pans, household items that you might have new or usable. Either one is good. They also need some protein things like peanut butter, mac and cheese, meats that would be in a can like tuna or chicken, soups and cereals. If you have uh, any of that that you'd be able to to donate, we will try to have, find our, our Center of Hope receptacle or find something else to uh, let you start bringing those in next week if you can do that. (coughs) I think those are the announcements. We do have some birthdays to acknowledge. Uh, And Steve Beckman? Steve Beckman has a birthday coming up. Interestingly enough, the birthday money is completely empty, Steve, so we're going to know exactly how much you put in there.
2: you need a lower. Yeah. <laughs> Pat? Is Pat?
0: Pat's that's birthday, that's birthday. birthday is... Is that Okay,
2: okay. I want to make sure I'm answer sure it Pat's got a birthday, birthday birthday.
0: But if you put it in, I don't know put in. So, okay. Yeah. Brin yes. is not here today. Uh, Barney is going to offer our birthday prayer.
2: Gracious God, we delight in the lives of these people that are going to celebrate this year, a birthday, and we ask that you would continue to be with them in their lives and uh, bless them with the health, protection, and the hope of Christ for this year. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Well, good morning, morning. morning. and welcome to our second run at this service. (laughs) The first one was canceled because of the snow day about a month ago, and we're sandwiching this one in between snow earlier this week and really, really, really cold this week, middle of this week. So we're fortunate to have a very nice day today. This morning is a service of baby blessing And we're doing it in the context of the theme, Listen to the Voice. So today we're going to listen to the voice in different forms. As I reflect back on when I first began to hear the voice, I grew up on a farm out in western Kansas, and life there was intertwined with nature. It was tied to climate, and it was tied to weather. Climate drives seasonal activities, the weather drives daily activities. In the fall, we would plant, or as we say in farm country, you drill wheat, you do not plant wheat. If you plant wheat, we know you're not a farmer. (laughs) It's that hard hard red winter wheat which makes great bread and probably is in a lot of the bread that you buy. In the winter, you tend to the livestock but you always tend to the livestock, but that changes during the season. More in the, you tend more in the winter as you have to feed them, and then in the summer when you rotate them among pastures. In the spring you plant, 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 I'll say it, plant crops like milo, barley, oats, millet, those kinds. In the summer you harvest the wheat, you harvest the spring crops, Mm. and you prepare the land for the next season. So you're immersed in nature. Out in the, you're out in the natural world all the time. The sun rises, the sun sets, the rain, the violent storms, the droughts, new growth, harvest, the open prairie, the nighttime sky, the Milky Way. It was in that setting that I had my first stirring, my first spiritual awakening. And I began to hear the voice. The words in Psalm 46 speak personally to me. I speak to you. I speak to you through the grass of the meadows and the trees of the forests. I speak to you through the valleys and the hills and the mountains. I speak to you through the rain and snow. I speak to you through the dew of the morning and the peace of the evening. I speak, of you, speak to you through the splendor of the sun and the stars. I speak to you through the thunder and lightning and the mysterious rainbow. I spoke to you when you were born. I spoke to you at your first sight and your first word. I will speak to you at the end of time and throughout eternity. I speak to you now. Be still. Listen to my voice. Know I am God. Amen. Amen.
1: with me our most gracious heavenly father we are so grateful to be here together on this special day we invite your spirit to be with us today please be in with those involved in the service and baby erin so that they may feel your love and guidance allow us to open up our hearts and minds so that we may be able to listen to your voice amen amen
4: Good morning. Um, I can say that uh, I I love uh, the sacrament of the baby blessing. Um, It's just neat to see um, such an intentional, um, I guess, declaration of support for a new baby as they uh, begin their journey in life. And so I always love being a part of of services like this. Um, For the disciples' generous response, uh, for me, that always means, I think, um, being able to give in one's true, true capacity. And that response depends on on what the situation is. So it could be giving, you know, time, talent, uh, testimony, or treasures. And having been in this congregation for over 40 years, I'm 21. (laughs) 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 Don't laugh so fast, please. Don't let the gray hairs deceive you. Um, I've seen this congregation respond time and time again in in full force uh, whenever somebody is in struggling or whenever there is a need. It just happens every single time. There's such a strong sense of community here and God's presence is, is the fabric upon which it's built. Now I remember um, vividly, seven months ago um, I was sitting in uh, one of my conference rooms in a meeting and I got a text from uh, my sister. Uh, Shauna basically said something is not right with baby Aaron and uh, Laura and Aaron were in the ambulance headed to Children's Mercy That was a major distraction to my meeting just so you know uh, Baby Aaron was seven days old and so I remember rushing Rushing from work I'm actually doing better than I thought I was going to right now. Um, and uh, I walked into the waiting room and the hug from Laura is one that I will never forget. And so I remember standing there with, in that hug and in and, and that embrace and Laura's crying and trembling and just the fear of the unknown of what is gonna happen with my great niece who's in the ICU. But I will say also in that moment, there was a strong sense that I had in my heart of the powerful response of God that was building and that I knew would come from this congregation and that would surround Aaron and Laura and Neil and Kaylin and their family. And I knew in my heart that this was coming because I've seen it so many times already in different situations. And it is amazing to witness the power of God, to physically feel him, to feel it flow through you in that embrace and to continue from that point on to the point where I would text Shauna to say, you know, what, what's happening today and I wouldn't get a response, you know, back and it it was because there were so many people checking in that she couldn't keep up with uh, all the text messages and all the people checking in on her. And so candidly, I'm not sure what I could say today here that would make a difference because I've already seen it happen so many times each person here giving in, in one's true capacity. And I know that will, go, will happen going forward for baby Aaron or for anybody else in need. Will the ushers please come forward? <coughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we come here today to open our hearts to your voice and to feel your presence. We come here today to show our love and support for baby Erin as she begins her journey through life. We respond here today with our true capacity of time, talent, treasures, and testimony. May we open our hearts to your calling today, and may we surround baby Erin with your community of joy, hope, love, and peace, amen.
3: No thanks to you. (laughs) You know, I always have trouble talking about my family. Because I was in that conference room when that text came through. Okay. There's a story told about a couple who brought home their newborn baby and had a request from their firstborn, a three-year-old girl, that wanted to have some private time with that new baby. And the parents wondered, why would you want this? What's going on here? Is there some sibling rivalry already developing and you're trying to establish your order in the pecking role or what's, what's the story? What's going on here? So they put her off and they put her off, but she kept persisting, kept asking. Finally, they said, okay, we'll do it, but they wanted to set it up, make sure the little baby was protected. So they put the baby on a blanket and brought the, and and dad hid in the closet so he could monitor and see what's going on. And the uh, little girl came in and she bent down and she said to the baby, Tell me about God. I'm starting to forget. I can do this perfectly when I go through it before the service. So I wonder when I gaze at baby Aaron, or at any new baby, is there something that newborns know that we've forgotten, but which we can reclaim? Is there something that adults naturally lose? Does a child come with a a divine spark that if nourished will will grow and flourish? Is there much that we can learn about God from a newborn? Do we hear the Creator's voice in this
2: child?
5: Maybe even like high school kids. This one kind of pertains to you too. Middle school, for sure, because I've got one of those. And then we're gonna have baby Erin and her mom and dad come up too. And high school kids, you can sit on the pews if that's cool. Okay, so today's um, theme is to listen to the voice. So I thought it would be a great idea to just say, what does it mean to listen? We're gonna kinda give this sweet baby Erin a little crash course on listening, okay? So who wants to tell me, what does it mean to listen? You use your ears. Oh my goodness, you can use your ears, okay? What does it mean?
1: To have ears to listen. Okay, to have ears to listen. To listen and be quiet.
3: Listening also shows that you're paying attention and actually care what the other person is trying to say. I'm sending my kids to
1: your house. (laughs) Be
5: respectful. Again. (laughs) Be nice. Okay, so I love it because I hear that you have to have your ears, you have to listen, but do you know what you have to wanna do more than anything? High school kids, middle school kids, do you know what you have to do? You have to want to listen, right? So we're going to do a little experiment, okay? So um, we are going to, sometimes it might be your parents that you have to listen to, right? It might be your teachers. Sometimes it's God. And you know what? It's so important that we listen to our teachers and our parents and our friends and anybody in need. And it's so important we listen to God. But a lot of times we have so many things going on that we don't necessarily um, hear what is expected of us or maybe what God intends for us or what our parents are asking. So, I, I have these little devices that are about this big at our house and they're white. And you put them in your ears. You guys know what those are? Yeah. And if you have those in your ears and you're 13, can you hear your parents? I, you can't. An AirPod. Laura, she's she's ready for this. She said, isn't that the point that you can't hear? Well, what I want you guys to do is I want everybody to be as quiet as you can, okay? And we're going to pretend like these are ear, earbot whatever they're called, AirPods, earphones, whatever. And you're going to put your fingers in your ears and you, not yet. And you are going to listen and we have a special sound and I want to see if anybody can hear it. Okay? So put your ears, put your fingers in your ears. Okay, take your, your, did anybody, hear, with, with the fingers in their ears, did you guys hear anything? Yeah. Okay. okay, did anybody not hear it?
1: I heard, I, heard. <laughs> I, I heard it.
5: Okay, so if you have your fingers in your ears, it's pretty hard to hear. If you have earphones in, it's pretty hard to hear. And you know what, sometimes that's like just distractions going on in life. It's kind of hard to hear what you need to hear, right, from your parents or your teachers or from God. Okay, so let's do it again. This time, I want you to talk to your friends for real, the person beside you, and I want you to be serious and listen. Listen, can you hear what's going on? There's a special sound, but you need to try to, you need to, try to listen while you're talking. And you can talk loud, because I know how loud we can get. Okay, okay. Raise your hand if you heard the special sound. Okay, about half of you heard the special sound. Yep, even adults didn't hear it. Okay, now this time, I want you to take a deep breath. Okay? Okay, let's try those directions again. I want you to take a quiet, calming, deep breath. Are you ready? I want you to shut your eyes, and I want you to think about what a wonderful place we are in, in this church, with this sweet baby that is getting blessed today. And I want you to see if you can hear that special sound. Okay, raise your hand if you can hear it. Okay, so do you see? Sometimes you really have to make the effort and try to hear um, whoever it is that, is that is talking with you because they, they have important things to share with you, your parents, your teachers, all of our church family, and especially God, okay? So we have one special thing we're going to do for baby Aaron. We have a book. And it's called, Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. And all of baby Aaron's family has recorded um, some some of the pages. And I thought it would, this is gonna be a little risky. But I thought we could all try to record one page together. So Laura and Neil, if you guys wanna come up here, they're gonna read the first part, okay? And at the when I give you guys a thumbs up, when I give you guys a thumbs up, you're gonna say, Of your great love in all that shines. Okay? Uh Okay. So this is going to be a little tricky. So, can you kids come all up here? Sure. The big kids and everybody? Okay. So, I
6: think you might have to sit down. So, sit down.
5: And I'll point it to you. Tell you guys in Okay. So, Laura and Neil, you're going to read the first three three lines. And then you guys. you're going to say, of your great love in all that shines. So let's try it. Ready? Of,
1: of your great love in all that shines. Okay,
5: so when I give you the thumbs up, you're going to say that. Are you ready? You're going to do this and if we mess up
3: A gift for baby Aaron, read to you by your family.
1: Here's a little bedtime prayer that you and I can always share, so whether we're near or far,
3: apart. You'll know you're right here in our heart. It's meant to show you'll always be so very loved by God and us.
1: such fun I learned some things I never knew and
6: shared good times with others
7: too if you
5: guys could see her face she is into this
3: now that bedtime's here again I get my PJs on and then I say my prayers and when I do
2: I share what's in my heart with you
7: now I'm getting all tucked in with covers underneath my chin Thank you, Lord, for my cozy bed.
2: And cushy pillow for my
7: head.
8: Now it's quiet all around. The night is still without a sound. Lord, I'm listening as I pray.
4: To hear the things you have to say.
6: (laughs) Now I pray for those I love. Lord, bless the ones I'm thinking of.
1: With all my heart, I pray that you will let them know. You love
9: them, too. Now it's time for dreaming dreams,
4: twinkling
6: stars, and moonlight beams.
9: Thank you, Lord, for sharing signs. Of your great love, in all
6: shines. Now I'm sleepy as can be. Still I know you're here with me. Lord, please keep me in your heart.
8: The way you have right from the start, now it's time to say amen. But prayers to you don't have to
6: end. Lord, bless and keep me close to you and hear my prayers my whole life through.
9: I've been wanting to uh, come up here for a long time to share um, our appreciation. And I just I know that we are in a sacred place in this community, and what we have done for each other is truly a community of Christ. Uh, Aaron's pregnancy was not easy from the beginning. I, at five weeks, we thought we lost her, and. I was induced a week early because there were issues with umbilical cord and I thought surely with all these issues there won't be anything else that'll happen. Well, not quite. So her delivery went really well but at day five she became very lethargic, wasn't eating well so we took her in and they thought maybe that nursing was just too much for her so we started giving her a bottle and she started um, eating better and becoming more alert but became extremely irritable and there was Almost nothing I could do to console her, Neil could do, and we were, started treating her for acid reflux and maybe gas issues. Um, and then uh, when she was seven days old, that morning I noticed a weird movement on her foot. She was so fussy and I was holding her close and her foot was just kind of doing this weird twitching things and I wasn't quite sure what to think of it because you know they are kind of twitchy anyway when they're little. Um, but my mom called and told me all her patients had canceled for the day, which never happens. And uh, she wanted to come over, and I said, yes, please. And I think Caitlin was like, yes, grandma, please come save me from this crazy woman who's in my house right now. And I was, I was very distraught because my happy, perfect baby was not happy anymore. She was sitting on my lap. She'd been very fussy, and... All of a sudden, she started doing a twitching motion. And at that point, I was holding her. I wasn't holding her close. And she, her right side of her body was twitching, and her eyes were blinking, and she was grunting. And I looked at my mom. I said, Mom, what is this? And she said, well, that's perplexing. And for me, my mom is, you know, if there's an issue, I call her and run it by. And when that was her response, I knew something was wrong. So we quickly went to our pediatrician. And once we were there, they, said, that does seem seizure-like, and we were taken by ambulance to the NICU. That night was very scary. I didn't know if I was gonna get to bring my baby home from the hospital. Um, That, and then next morning they did an MRI, and I feel like we were very lucky. We weren't in the hospital for two weeks trying to figure out what was wrong with her, and the MRI showed that she had a brain bleed that happened Sometime around birth, some doctors have said, you know, right, maybe when she was born, or maybe at five days old when she stopped eating well. Um, it's kind of similar to a stroke, but with babies, the only thing you can see is if they're not eating well. They don't show some of the other signs. Um, you know, we met with a neurologist and talked about, you know, long-term things that might happen with her. We were got the seizures under control pretty quickly, but then she started having these fevers, and they weren't sure where they were coming from. And she would you know, she would run kind of a, like a low grade fever for a while, and then it would spike up really high. We met with endocrinology, we met with uh, infectious diseases, and it made me aware of all the crazy things out there that could be could be wrong. Um, but ended up that that was her body's That was her body healing the brain bleed. And we were told that they had never seen that in an um, infant before. And we were at Children's Mercy, a leading children's hospital in the United States. And that wasn't super comforting to hear. Um, And my lovely sister is doing some research and documenting to um, find some answers for there. And we were sent home uh, about a week later after her fevers had kind of gone down and that we were monitoring for a condition called hydrocephalus, which was where uh, the as the brain is hearing the, healing the blood, it could block where her spinal fluid um, would drain. So we got to go home and she started, she was eating, she started putting on weight, and then about a week and a half later, we went in for a checkup and her head had gone from the 18th percentile to the 56th percentile and her head was swelling, we went to the emergency room and they did a a head ultrasound and her ventricles were filled with spinal fluid. So at a month old, she had a a shunt surgery done. Now um, we meet with an occupational therapist, a neurologist, a neurosurgeon, and a special care doctor. So we have the whole team. And we are monitoring for some, uh, maybe some oral muscle tone, um, concerns but have seemed to gotten better. Her hips were, um, the occupational therapist said that they felt kind of tight and that is kind of an, something that can happen from a brain bleed and she did have some, has had some issues with swall- coordinating her swallowing and her breathing that caused her to kind of cough and choke. Which This kind of all falls under the category of mild cerebral palsy, which they told us was a potential. So, we feel so lucky that we have such a great team, but we really, they told us, you know, we don't really know what her future complications might be. It's just kind of a wait and see, which I'm not very good at. Uh, so many have asked, and I've also wondered, like the first time we came here, or people came and saw us, they said, Laura, you seem like you're doing so well. and. All I can say is the only thing has been prayer. That's I, I look back at, and I, I feel like I have PTSD from being in the hospital and some of the things we went through, but it was all of you, your prayers, your meals, your donations. I, I know that's the only reason I wasn't just laying in a ball in my bed sobbing. And there have been some very um, scary nights and just a couple weeks ago, I was... Uh, At a training, and it was about reading, and that kids with traumatic brain issues you know, will struggle with reading, and I'm sitting in this training about ready to cry. And that night, I just went home and wrapped myself in the prayer blanket and just laid in my bed and prayed. And it was so comforting to have that. I literally felt like my congregation was hugging me when I was wrapped up in that blanket. So one of the things I will always remember is when June and Chelsea came to visit me, we were out, I asked them to administer to her. And June said to me, and this was uh, the, the day after we had gone to the NICU the first time. Uh, she said, Lord, I'm not going to pray for healing because we can't put our will on God. And I needed to hear that. She said, but I will pray for strength. And that's what I needed to hear. And that's my constant prayers is that I can be strong, and we can be strong for everything that Aaron's going to need for us. <laughs> Um, uh, one of the stories from our companion really spoke to me about our congregation um, from the Blessing Companion, and I'm not going to read all of it, but it's from um, Week 4 Grace, and it talked about a father who got up to speak at a school, a fundraising event, and he said, my son goes to the school which teaches that everything God done does is done with perfection. But where is the perfection in my son, Shea? My child cannot understand, and other children do. So tell me, where is God's perfection? And that is something that crossed my mind with Aaron. Uh, And it says, the audience, shocked by the man's anguished question, hushed. A few people coughed nervously as the father continued. I believe that when God brings a child like this into the world, the perfection he seeks is in the way people react. And I truly think Aaron brought out the perfect in this community with everything that you have done and the hugs and the smiles and the continued asking, how is she doing? How are you all doing? And I feel like she brought out the perfect in this community. And I'm so lucky to, I've said this before, I just, I'm so immensely lucky and blessed to have all of you as a part of our family's lives. Um, and I would like to end with a prayer. So if you'll bow your head with me. Thank you, God, for this community. Please help us continue to be a blessing to all here and all we encounter outside these walls. Help us to listen to your voice. Amen.
8: I'm rethinking why we agreed to sing after that. (laughs) So bear with us. just enjoy some guitar music for two minutes. (laughs) Lord, for the gift of children
7: Those are my daughters, <laughs> and, and it was all their mother. <laughs> as, as much as I would like to take credit for any musical ability, I'm afraid that uh, I will have to defer uh, to the possibly the Traxel side of the family. Oh boy, I, this is one of those services that when I'm sitting out and I'm thinking to myself, why do they even have a sermon or a talk in the service? Because there's been so much wonderful things had been shared and I intentionally tried to keep my thoughts very limited today because I knew there were a lot of things in the service. So I will do my best to try and keep this uh, well give me 15 minutes okay so you know the symbols over there guys and apparently Greg paid people last week to do the timing so yeah there's some money in it just you know five fingers five minutes ten fingers ten minutes 15 fingers oh wait that's impossible sorry okay so I started, started thinking about all the ways that I've heard God's voice uh, in my life and places where I've observed it. And in fact, I even thought maybe a better term, uh, listening is something we're all very familiar with, but a lot of times uh, it's an experience for me. I experience God, but certainly listening is one of the ways that we do that. So I started about thinking of all the different ways that I've experienced God's voice, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of times it, it boils down to my preparation. You know, I am... I am prepared for this service. We were supposed to do this service back in November, and so I've had a long time to think about this. I actually, be it or not, prepared and, and made notes and everything, and of course, I've adjusted those notes over time. But, you know, dang it, this should be really good because I've had a couple months to prepare for this. So anyway, I feel humbled, though, by all the sharing that's, that's gone on today. And really, my message today has probably the least amount to do with Aaron, at least specifically with Aaron, than everything else it said. So maybe this will be uh, a little different. So I was thinking, you know, God's, God's uh, in the scriptures. I, I've experienced God's voice. And of course, the scripture that's on the front of your, your bulletin is an example of one of those. And it, it probably doesn't seem like much to us when we say, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And that's Mark 10 verse 14. And it doesn't probably seem that alarming or unusual to us. But in Jesus's time, and I think even when I was a child, a lot of times—and I hate to say this because it, maybe I'm saying I'm old or something—but it almost seemed like kids were were not as important part as of important part of the church as the adults were. Uh, and I had observed that in other ways as I was growing up, like the the investment that was made in facilities to meet the needs of adults was often much more significant than the investment in facilities. Uh, to provide for children, say, at youth camps and things like that. And so it was almost like the kids just kind of came along with the adults, not the other way around. Now, today, I very much feel like, you know, we embrace children. We see them as a vital part of our congregation. And, and I do see God's kingdom in the face of a child. And it certainly brings, at least in my case, it certainly brings out the best in me, at least I think it does. Uh, Shana might argue after I bought a sugar-filled donut and chocolate milk for Kalen Saturday for lunch, uh, <laughs> and then promptly sent her home so I could do some shopping, and I get a phone call of a screaming three-year-old, I think experiencing what might be known as a sugar high, possibly. I'm not sure. I think there's some fat in donuts, too. Um, but anyway, she's so thin, I just thought she could really use the calories. Um <laughs> <She was> hysterical. <laughs> hysterical, yeah. Thank you. She called me. I I got to hear firsthand the noise. She was fine when I got home, though. I don't know what the problem was. So a lot of times it it really boils down to our preparation. And last week is a good example of that. I just, I was happy to be coming and going. I was helping out with the nursery, which either I just haven't grown up completely or I'm regressing or something. But honestly, I would rather teach Sunday school class and give a sermon. Now, I'm not saying I don't like sharing the sermons. It helps me prepare and gets my thoughts together. But if anything other than teaching Sunday school, I love the nursery even more. Just going in and playing with kids, you know, and kind of seeing them, uh, you know, kind of be themselves and interact with each other. And sometimes, granted, they don't always interact nicely with each other, but they're learning. Sometimes they get poopy diapers and things like that, too. And, you know, so that's all part of the, you know, the mess, I guess, of, of being a child. But I would rather do that, I think, sometimes than, than kind of try to be an adult. Um, being an adult is a little more difficult for me. So. I was kind of coming and going. It seems like a lot of times we're running late for church. I was a little bit late for Sunday school this morning, and, and so I feel like sometimes I'm rushed and that maybe I am not as prepared to listen, but something caught my ear last week when I heard uh, Chris Coddington say, I believe it was the invocation, and I remember hearing that invocation and thinking to myself, wow, that that is a very thoughtful, heartfelt prayer. Now, this is terrible because after he was done with the service, I came up and said, hey, where did you get that prayer from that was really good? Almost like saying Chris wasn't capable of having. So I didn't mean it that way. I just thought it was a very thoughtful, meaningful prayer. But you know what? I heard that prayer, and it made me think, uh, you know, how many times am I not listening? How many times am I not prepared? Because I'm in a hurry. I'm busy doing something else. I'm not prepared to hear the voice of God. And so that's, you know, I hear the voice of God through Scripture. I hear the voice of God. I heard the voice of God through Chris's prayer. And it makes you stop and think, how well do I prepare? And that's probably the biggest thing about me talking in church, is that I prepare for it. So everything else that happens during that service is more meaningful to me, because I'm very focused. And my attention is, is where it needs to be. So that's just kind of some of my experiences. Now, some of the other things where I've experienced God's voice that, that I'm hoping some of you have also, uh, beautiful sunsets. Now, I actually really like sunrises, too. It's just most of the time, I'm asleep. So I don't get to experience those. So if you show me some pictures of sunrises, I'm sure they're just as pretty as the sunsets, but I'm often more awake at uh, sunset time. So I think to myself, what, what is the point of this? You know, God could have made just this, this regular black and white world. Why did God make so many beautiful flowers? Why did God make so many beautiful mountains? So many beautiful valleys and rivers, and beautiful sunrises and sunsets with a vast array of colors. In fact, even just last night, looking at the sunset, you've got the pink sky, you've got the white clouds, you've got the deep blues. And I think to myself, this is just absolutely fantastic. But how many times do we stop and take a look? How many times do we pause to thank God uh, for those blessings and to hear his voice, hey, I loved you so much, I made this world a really, really beautiful place. Um, I, I really enjoy the singing and, of course, I prepared this. I've had to change this several times because every time somebody sings or shares something in church, I wanted to talk about how I heard God's voice in their sharing. So there was Chris last week, but certainly several things people have shared today have touched me as well. But uh, John and Tammy Bartocchi uh, singing Believe last Sunday, uh, you know, did I, are we just hearing music and people singing, or are we hearing God's voice being shared through their gifts? And that's what I hear. I hear God's gifts being shared with me uh, through their voice. Uh, the testimony of others, I was very touched by Shane and Allie with their, uh, the, the person that they met who needed to get back home. They had a limited amount of time where they could go home and see their family. They were on leave from the military, and Shane and Allie helped, them, helped him find his way home. And I thought, wow, that is just an awesome testimony to, to take the time and to think about somebody else. Uh, other than just yourself, I thought was the voice of God being spoken. Um, and then last week, I dropped Kaylin off at Ashley Harker's classroom, and actually a couple of things happened. You know, Lauren and Kaylin. I don't know if you guys know, where's is Lauren? Is she here today? No. Oh, okay, well, she's definitely, probably because she hugged Kaylin last week and caught some kind of cold, but anyway, so they were hugging each other outside the classroom, and it was just absolutely fantastic to see that kind of, that, that love, even though they're just two little kids, uh, come up and give each other a hug, so I was, that was an awesome experience for me. But then I also thought about all the Sunday schools teachers like Ashley that took the time, or that take the time, uh, to prepare lessons, to share with the children, and essentially to be the voice of God to those children as they're growing and developing. So thank you for, for sharing the voice of God with, with my granddaughter. Um, the same voice of God, I believe, has con- continues to speak uh, through all of us. If, if we listen, and sometimes it can be difficult, Uh, Like I said, there's a lot of distractions, a lot of things that would cause us to possibly uh, shift our focus somewhere else. But, you know, numerous Sunday school teachers over the years, choir leaders, youth ministers, camp counselors, uh, pastors, all the people who spent time fixing up and cleaning the church as well as fixing up and cleaning the campgrounds. All those people have made their contribution, and I see the voice of God uh, through their actions and and through the decisions that they make. Um, one thing that happened within this uh, time year that I will never, never forget uh, was the uh, kindness of kindness, kindness of the care for my mother, mother, mother oh, while well, she I was, was in the hospital in the hospice. The visitors <laughs> who stopped by, uh, the minister who gave her a cross that she held so tightly, the cards that people sent, the testimonies at her funeral service. I heard the voice of God in the people who were sent to comfort me and my family. God's voice was there when my mother was blessed into this church as a child. God's voice was there when she grew to adulthood, playing the piano for church, cooking for potlucks, teaching Sunday school, raising her children to love their God. God's voice was there when her earthly life came to an end. The voice of God has been repeating the same message throughout my life. I love you. I love you even when you make mistakes. Nothing can separate you from my love. I am always with you. When you are struggling with your life, I am there with you. I am here with you today in this building, during this service. I am with you at school, I am with you at home, and I am with you at work. I will be there with you when this life ends and your new life begins in heaven. I believe God is saying the same thing to every one of us if we are just listening, if we will just listen to that voice. Listen for the voice of God in your life, during church, in God's creation. Listen for the voice of God in the people you meet and work with every day. Open your heart and your eyes and ears to experience God's voice. As you seek God's voice, let that voice of love fill your heart, your mind, and your life. Your life will become the voice of God to the people you meet. Today, we bless Aaron and welcome her family into this church family. You will be the voice of God to Aaron. Listen to the voice of God. (laughs) Huh? <laughs>
3: From Matthew 18, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put the child in the midst of them and said, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child child, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me Erin is a beloved daughter of Laura and Neil Fogarty and a cherished member of this community. Together with Erin's family, we covenant together to love her, to nurture her, and to help her grow into a faithful and trusting member of this community. Erin Kathleen Fogarty will be blessed by elders great-grandmother, Pat Traxel and great-grandfather, Daryl Ferguson.
2: Uh, Is this mic working? I'm wired in more ways than one. (laughs) Aaron, in the name of Jesus Christ, we place our hands upon you to pronounce a blessing upon you. Heavenly Father, we come humbly before you, thanking you for your great love for Aaron. We uh, thank you for the new smile that she has. We thank you for the many... Uh, blessings that have gone to people as a result of this beautiful smile and the the joy that has come from this. Father, we thank you for the uh, loving family that supports her, uh, her extended family. We know that this will be a great help to her as she adjusts to life. And Father, as we are reminded, uh, we thank you so much for the many prayers, the tears and the broken hearts that have been offered for her and cause each one to know that those, these prayers have come up to your throne of grace and they've made a difference. Father, we also uh, thank you so much for the doctors who have uh, worked so hard to find answers to uh, Aaron's issues. And in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we pray for continued guidance and inspiration and wisdom that they may be able to address any future issues that she might have. And Father, as always, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, we would command any forces that would come against her that would hurt her, that you would restrict these. So Father, uh, at this time, uh, uh, in your name, we uh, present little Erin to you and ask that your Holy Spirit might continue to be with her and comfort her and help her. And Father, we pray these in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is worthy to be praised. And we praise you always for her life. And again, ask that your Holy Spirit would be with her always. In the, because we do live in a fallen world and we know she needs the help of your Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Uh, Laura and Neil, um, as uh, a, a representative of the pastorate and the congregation, we're just so wonderfully thrilled to, to bless Aaron this morning. And uh, as is our custom, we would normally present a, a children's Bible. It is on order. But I wanted to uh, thank you guys for um, all that you've done. Uh, and we will continue to lift Aaron up, uh, to lift you guys up in our prayers, in our support. And uh, we're just so uh, thankful that you're a part of this congregation, so thank you.
3: God's kingdom in your heart. Go forth in joy, love, and peace. Amen.
7: Right. great job. Well, thank you. Like I said, I should have that down after a couple months. Some preparation. Yeah. No. I just, like I said, though, I always feel like sometimes you get that point like the service where you're supposed to share. You know, I like talk and people have said so much. Hey guys, a thank you, thank you Oh, you have
6: to welcome. Give, you have to give you two months every time. I know. Like <laughs> Hi, baby. Hi, baby. Oh, thank you. Oh, my best
7: player in the whole world. Are you my best? What? Right. Can you retire to this guy?